You're listening to Just Women on Brooklyn's Radio. You can join in by emailing any comments or questions you may have to justwomen at brooklynsradio.co.uk or check us out on Facebook. Search for Just Women at Brooklyn's Radio. Just Women is just what you need. Hello and welcome to Just Women, the weekly talk show on Brooklyn's Radio with me, Jackie Mitchell, when we spend an hour talking to interesting local women about subjects surrounding their work, lives and children, as well as their amazing experiences. Later on in the programme, I'll be talking to Joe Robbins, photographer, and Ivana O'Brien will be talking to Serena Novelli, a sex, love and relationship coach. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Joe Coughlin from Arbrook Candles. Hello there, Joe, and thanks for joining us. Hello. And welcome to the Just Women Show. So before we find out all about your candle business, it'd be really interesting to find out a bit about your background, because I understand you've worked in the property sector. Is that right? Yeah, that's where I started many years ago. Um, I used to work for a uh, residential and a commercial agency um, and also used to do refurbishments of houses. I think I've done something like 17 houses over the years. Right. And were you actually selling and buying property or I mean, how did were you actually in the residential lettings agency or more of the refurbishment? Um, I started off in residential lettings, then I went to commercial property for rentals um, and sales. Um, and then I had my first child. Um, that was about 26 years ago, it's just turned 26. Um, and I started doing property refurbishment. So we'd buy a house, refurbish it, move on to the next one. Um, and I did a couple at the same time. I did a new build, which we're still in now. Um, and it, and it, was, it was good fun at the time. I had three kids while I was doing that oh right okay so um have you always been interested in candles yes I've always to be honest spent a fortune um and always burning candles in the house which was one of the reasons why I came to to decide to do candles is that I my my eldest son said to me do something that you love and at the time he said that I think I had all these candles burning around the house and he just went why don't you make candles? He said, you've, you've got so many, you're always burning them. We're always talking about different candles and different scents. Um, and that's really where the idea came from. There's something that I love. Uh, so what appeals to you about candles? Um, I just love the smell. I've got two black Labradors who I walk every day in Arbrook Woods um, and they're very smelly. So I love to be <laughs> able to come back from my walk, put my candles on cover up the smell of uh, of wet dog or dirty dog um and it's just it's just nice to walk around the house and have have nice smells to be honest right so your son mentioned that to you so when was that when did he say oh why don't you start a candle business so that would have been about three and a half years ago okay so so then obviously that was your light bulb moment and you thought oh yes that's a great idea so how did you go about it yeah, so basically it started off with he bought me a kit um, where he, he literally bought me a little burner, um, bought me some wicks and some um, some wax and went, oh, just play. So I literally played for a, about a month just making different things, using different oils. So I was using essential oils and also flavoured oils or fragrance oils. Um, and I found the essential oils were too strong I really suffer from migraines um and I just couldn't cope with using essential oils because it really messed my migraines up um and it also affected the dogs the dogs 
were not happy with me um with me using that or burning them so we put that to one side and we now use fragrance oils um and then i went online and did an online course for candle making um and then after that it took me about nine months to get the four initial scents that i started with um and to do all the testing because that's what's so important when you're starting out um is to make sure that the wicks work properly with the fragrance oils and the wax and how long they burn for so it was it was a long process but i have to say i loved every minute of it and how long does it take you on average to make one candle um, I make them in, in a, in a batch now. So, cause I've refined it, I've got a, a huge ma- uh, melter that I use. Um, but I do still like to do them in quite small batches. So anything from kind of 20 to, to 50, sometimes a hundred candles, especially at Christmas time. And the whole process of kind of starting from putting the, the wicks in, um, and then melting the wax and putting the fragrance oils in to them drying to then labeling it probably takes me about two two to three days because you have to leave you have to leave it in between so I put my my um, wicks in and then I leave it to set then I put the wax in and obviously you have to wait for the wax to get to a certain temperature before you pour it then you pour it and then you leave the wax again so I would leave it for like especially overnight and then the next day I would go there make sure that each candle is is clean give the everything if I haven't like spilt any wax anywhere um and then put the labels on and then I box them and then I store them um so it takes it takes a while yeah it must do yes and on your website um that you describe them as luxury hand poured soy scented candles so where does the soy come in yeah, so each one is um from is a, is a soy wax, which oh, is okay. basically like a, a cleaner. They're a cleaner burn. Um, you get less soot on them. They're vegan friendly, um, environmentally friendly. They burn slower, so they actually last longer. And again, I I have these migraines, and if I burn a paraffin, a candle. I get migraines from them where I don't get that with us with the soy um and actually my eldest son has the same problem with migraines and he says he walks into a house with paraffin wax burning he he said he goes he knows within about 10 to 15 minutes that it affects his head that much oh my goodness that's terrible so how when you say the candles last longer how long longer are we talking about so we have a 30 um, CL, which is 220 gram candle, which is like my, my I do a little votive one, but my nice size one. Um, and that can last, I would say 55 hours up to kind of 65, depending on where it is. Um, because if there's lots of drafts, it will burn quicker. Um, but if it's in like a, a stable area, it will last much longer. All right. Okay. And then how do you get the ideas for your aromas? Because I understand there's quite a, an association with Claygate, the little village of Claygate, and also the Surrey Hills. Yeah, I the, the name Arbrook Candles basically comes from um, Arbrook Common, where I walk my dogs every day. And, and that's I in Claygate. That's in Claygate. And I, I walk there majority, nearly every day with my with my dogs, which um, I love. Um, and I liked the name. I just thought it was just very local. And some, I wanted it to, to, to be a local company. And then each of my fragrances are all named after local street names. Um, so we have like Ruxley for Ruxley Crescent, Albany, 
uh, Millbrook, Copsom, Meadow and Woodstock, which are all local roads in Claygate. So I just wanted to have a, a bit of a story and it to be connected because I've been in Claygate for a long time. Oh, what a lovely idea. Really, really nice. And can you describe some of the fragrances to us? Yep, sure. We have, so Ruxley is a lime, basil and mandarin, which is a, uh, I think a lot of people know know that fragrance. Um, Albany is very sweet. Um, literally, when it burns, you feel like you want to eat it. So that's an almond, vanilla and caramel. And then Millbrook um, is bergamot and truffles, which is my bestseller. Oh, Everyone delicious. absolutely loves that one. Yeah. Um, Copsum is a pomegranate and plum. Um then my two new ones for last year, I have to say that now, um, is Meadow, which is very, it's very floral, um, but not sickly, which is a velvet peony and oud. Um, and then Woodstock, which is a black pepper and sandalwood. And those two, the Meadow, Meadow and the Woodstock, I do in a diffuser as, as well now. But they're the only two out of all of my fragrances. And then I did have a Christmas fragrance for this year which has gone down really well. I didn't go with the Claygate name because I couldn't find a street name in Claygate that sounded remotely <laughs> Christmassy. Yeah. So I actually called that um, the Christmas Wish, which was mandarin and cinnamon. Um, and I we, we literally sold out of those. I, um, I sold so many, it was amazing. Wonderful, wonderful. And also they're, they're in these beautiful glass containers, aren't they? Uh, but I understand there's been a few problems recently. There's been a report on the TV programme Watchdog about uh, safety, the safety element of candles. Would you like to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, this. Um, so it was the this week um, Watchdog did a, a, um, a thing about the safety of candles and that some people were complaining that the glassware that they were using was basically shattering and burning houses down and um, burning lots of different things, oh, um, which I was obviously interested to watch because yeah. this is my business and I I, I um, literally want everybody to be safe when they're burning their candles. So it's just so important with um, candle safety is, first of all, at Arbrook, we use top quality grass, which has been tested for candles. So if you go out there looking at candles and it's in a container that – just a random container, I wouldn't buy it because it hasn't been tested for candles. So it's really important that you use good quality um, glassware. And the safety of it is just about placing um, your candle on a fire resistant surface. Like candle plates are great because it takes it off of your work surface or your table. So it means that your candle is not going to get anything hot or cause any problems. Um, and I am really, I love the thing of explaining to people that about cutting your wicks is so important because if you don't cut your wick of your candle, first of all, you get a cleaner burn because you haven't got the soot build up, which you'll get up on any candle, even if it's paraffin or soy, you'll always get a little bit of build up um, of soot. So by cutting your candle, you're reducing the cutting your wick, you're reducing the soot, which is great. Um, and if you leave your wick long, your flame is going to be bigger which means the candle is going to be hotter and it's going to burn quicker. So by looking after the wick means it's all contained within the candle and the candle is doing what it's supposed to do. Um, and the other thing which is quite important is you should really only burn a candle for a maximum of four hours. Why is that? By that point, because the wick is going to burn down and you get, it's called a melt pool. So when your wax is melted, when you look into your candle and it's burning, there's... Um, 
as your wick is burning the wax the wax basically melts and then you get the melt pool in your candle and if you leave that to burn for hours and hours and hours the melt pool can be really deep which that is hot it's hot wax so you shouldn't allow your candle to get to the point where you have a really deep um melt pool so the easiest thing to do is if you keep an eye on it look how big the melt pool is and once you get to a point that you think oh that looks a bit deep blow it out light another candle and then let that one set before you relight it again it's it's with watchdog they were saying that the majority of the problems with the glass cracking was through improper use of the client and i think a lot of people don't realize that you do need to look after your candles if you want them to last longer by cutting the wick and looking after them just it just it's it's good and also not to put the candles in a uh, an improper container yeah improper container um and also be careful where you put it when you light it you've got dogs kids obviously put it at high enough to keep it away from them because if you've got a melt pool and a, and a child goes to knock the candle and that goes over them that's going to burn don't yeah. put them near any fabrics um or near an open window where the the flame then can hit like paperwork um i mean a lot of it i think is is kind of common sense of majority of people do do the right thing and know that there is a flame and to to put it in the right the right position um but the main thing you just want people to enjoy the scent that comes out of the candle and, and enjoy having a candle lit. Absolutely. And um, so um, Arbrook Candles um, has candles of different sizes, don't you? Because I see from the website, they're quite huge, they've got huge ones and individual ones. Yeah. So we start the smallest one is like the little votive, which is like 75 grams. And I do that in a set of four, which is called the Arbrook Collection, which is have four of my main um, scents in, which I do that in it's all in glass, so black glass or white glass. So they come in two different packs. And then the next size up is the um, 220 grams, which is like a single wick, which again comes in black or white. And then I do a bigger one, which is a three wick, um, which is 480 grams, um, which again I do in black and white, but I don't do them in all the fragrances at the moment, only in four. And then for 2023, I really want to do like a really big one, like a two and a half kg candle oh, with wow. four wicks in. Um, I've I've made a few for myself and I absolutely love them. And a few of uh, kind of my friends and clients have seen them and are really interested. So I um, have to find the proper glassware, which is the utmost importance. Um, and then hopefully I can get that out for 2023. Well, that sounds very, very exciting. So that was one of my questions I was going to ask is what plans do you have for the future? Because I see you do um, diffusers and other accessories. Might you diversify into other areas like that or are you going to concentrate on the candles? So at the moment, I've got two diffusers in my range because of the laws of the fragrances, um, the Candle Federation. There's certain fragrances, there's new laws that came out last year that you can't put all Use, diff- use the oil in all diffusers because of the strength. So I can't use um, diffusers for my other fragrances, only the two that I do. So I may kind of put a new fragrance in there just for the diffusers because um, it would be nice to have a, a choice, more than two. Um, and the other thing I, I am considering, I haven't quite decided yet because I don't know how to do it, but I need to learn, is to do some wax melts because I know that they're really popular. And what are they um, exactly? So they're just tiny little 
you can do them in like different shapes or stars and I don't know whatever you'd want to do them in um and you buy them in like a small bag and you have a heater and you literally put them in the top sometimes with a single flame underneath or it can be an electrical appliance um again I need to this is what my new thing is for January to try and work out how to do this and you basically put the wax melt in the top and either the heat of the flame or the um, electricity element just slowly burns the little melt and then the fragrance comes out from 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 one of those um so you haven't got the flame of a candle um so the electrical element might be a, a better option because then you haven't got a flame at all it's just through the electricity all right sounds fascinating well we look forward to seeing that well thank you so much for coming and telling us all about your business would you like to give us your website details so that people can get more information Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Um, the website details is www.rbrookcandles.co.uk. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joe. That was Joe Coughlin from Arbrook Candles. After the break, I'll be talking to Joe Robbins, photographer. You're listening to Just Women on Brooklyn's Radio. I'm so glad you're open. Thank goodness you're here. Do you ever close? Did you know the pharmacy at 20 Church Street, Weybridge is open from 8am to 9pm Monday to Saturday and 10am to 4pm on Sundays to meet your immediate medical needs? Our friendly and knowledgeable team can provide you with the advice you need as well as helping you with repeat prescriptions, all over-the-counter products you would expect and if you can't get in to visit us, we will deliver to you. The Pharmacy, 20 Church Street, Weybridge. We're here when you need us. As a business owner or manager, you know that in today's competitive world, attracting customers is the number one priority. An advertising campaign with Brooklyn's Radio can help you to stand out from the crowd, and we make it easy, affordable and fun. Broadcasting in Northwest Surrey and Rushmore on digital radio and on the internet for Surrey, Brooklyn's Radio can support your business with an advertising campaign that gets your message out to the people that matter, your customers. Visit our advertising page at brooklynsradio.co.uk for more details and then call us for a chat or email sales at brooklynsradio.co.uk. Brooklyn's Radio, the sound of Surrey, working for your business. Brooklyn's Radio. If you love film music of all kinds, then Hunter's Hollywood Hits and Britflix is the show for you. Every Thursday, escape into the exciting world of the movies with soundtracks that transport you right into the films. From special shows dedicated to legendary composers to theme shows dedicated to different genres, you can hear a mixture of classic themes as well as well-known songs that feature in films. So, all you film fans, be sure to catch Hunter's Hollywood Hits and Brit Flicks with me, Suzanne Hunter, every Thursday at 9pm, only on Brooklyn's Radio. This is Just Women, every Tuesday at 1 o'clock on Brooklyn's Radio. Welcome back to Just Women with me, Jackie Mitchell. In the next part of the programme, I'm talking to Joe Robbins, photographer. Hello there, Joe, and thank you for joining us. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Thanks ever so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And welcome to the Just Women show. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. So before we find out all about the photography that you do, um, it'd be really interesting to find out a bit about your background, because I understand you were on the board of directors for a marketing agency. Yes. Um, I've had my business, my photography business now for almost seven years, which is um which is amazing. And uh, I think when we originally met Jackie, I just, <laughs> I kind of uh, explained how much I, I love 
genuinely love what I do now. Um, and I've had a very, very, very varied career. Um, you know, definitely not uh, the traditional route out of school into university with exams. Um, I went to the University of Life um, and actually started off as um, a top showing um, groom um, where I got lots of experience working with um, some of the top show hacks in in the UK um, and yeah. Some... I assume you're, you're talking about racehorses. I'm talking about show horses. Yes. So oh, right. pink horse, um, horse of the year show, beautiful, they all you know look stunning and you know it's all about how the horse moves etc a bit like crafts for, for horses really um so yeah I did that then I went to Italy um and worked with show jumpers um and what did I do then came back did some traveling and I started off um came back to the UK and thought to myself right uh, one needs to uh, get one a career here um so I started off as a office manager um and then yeah I kind of went from there um I'm Fairly driven. You say, you say you're your office manager. Was that for this marketing agency? Is that how you started out with them? No, I'm, I was actually um, uh, um, uh, what was I? Sorry, a an office manager for a construction firm at the time. Um, so I was very much kind of into administrative support for companies. Um, I, but I think something about me is I just I love to learn. Um, so so everywhere I sort of found myself in life. Um, I just love to learn. So I find out if I don't know something, I, I go and find it out. Um, and that's kind of how um, I slowly and sort of surely um, moved up the ranks, let's say, then started a marketing agency and um, was predominantly in financial marketing um, initially and then got to the point where I was, yeah, it didn't it didn't fill me with joy, you know, selling selling financial products um so I kind of everything that I've really found joy in life um has had like a social impact or had a really positive impact on on people um so I joined a marketing agency that specialized in producing educational content um working with the likes of Sky um to kind of yeah deliver educational content that kids used in school to inspire them um, which was fantastic. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and then kind of towards the end of my time at uh, at that agency, uh, yeah, I was running a team of 30 um, and uh, was sat on the board, which was fantastic. And, you know, on paper was, you know, I'd achieved a lot. Um, but I had two boys and I was just like, mm, is this, you know, is, is everything bringing me joy? Am I doing every, you know, everything right, well right. enough? So you were finding it very difficult to juggle everything. And so at what point did you think photography was for you? I mean, is, is photography something you've always done? Yes, it is. Um, when I, there's nothing better. I have albums and albums that I put together from my travels. Um, my father had a really um, big, a positive impact on me as far as photography was concerned, because he was always, you know, every year we'd have the family portraits done. I've got um, framed images of all of my ancestors. And, you know, it's always been something in my life that I, that's really important because for me it's memories and it tells, I've got, I'm lucky enough um, to have kind of, you know, very, um, a a copy, let's say, a copy of my story. Um, I I have images from every single, you know, element what, of yes, my and journey yes and that's what memories are all about isn't it having absolutely a and it's a, you can refer to 
absolutely and and you know for me and we discussed this as well like a, uh, you know having family portraits is you know important to know what people look like but actually it's it's more than that it's about you know <laughs> communicating the connections and the stories that are happening at that time because you know not just what somebody looks like yes so uh, today you're offering um photography services both family portraits and also business and um it's interesting that you offer outdoor family photography so are most of your um shoots on location or do you also have a studio um when i set up the business to me um it was really important, uh, as I've just touched on, you know, to, to help tell people's stories um, and to tell that beautifully. And um, I had a decision when I set up the business, you know, did I want to like have a studio or, or did I want to actually work on location and provide a very bespoke service for my clients? So kind of go to where they are and find out their stories and listen to their stories and tell that for them visually so that they can enjoy that and you know also I'm such an outdoorsy person I think that was probably one of the other reasons that I set set up the business in that way because I got to the point you know working in a very corporate you know office I just went no that doesn't bring me joy being in you know contained around you know a table with lights from nine till five at night um so yeah there was a, a there was an element of me in there that just you know wanted to spend time outdoors um, and also you know when you're working with kids they love being outdoors you know they love running around they love jumping out I've got two boys of my own and you know what was my default when they were little take them outside because they can run and it just helped take away that stress and pressure of a photo shoot not having to take them into a studio and worrying about you know are they going to behave or not um so yeah all of those different elements I guess um played into you know why I work on location right so all your photography then is on location you don't have a studio no I don't have a studio it's all on location clients homes um or kind of locations that mean something to them Okay, so in in other words, you actually do research on the location. You don't have a sort of handful of locations. You always take people. You actually talk to the family and find out where they like to go, and then take take them there. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I think you know that's it. It's really interesting because it's much easier if you have a handpicked selection of places that you go to. But for me, you know, I I, I love people. I love being able to bring out. The, very best in them and I guess if you ask me like if I had a superpower that's it it's kind of being able to walk into a family dynamic and understand real quickly who needs what and that you know that's brings me as much joy you know being able to get everybody comfortable because every family is different but yeah I will go to see my clients before we have the shoot predominantly don't tell the kids this it's because I want to meet the children I want them to either go oh my god this is very strange woman you know I'm going to jump up and down on the sofa and be an absolute lunatic or I'm going to hide behind mum but I kind of like to get that out of the way before the shoot and then mm-hmm. when they meet me on the day of the shoot they're like oh we know you yeah, yeah. you know we know that you're fine and then you know there's a whole uh, you know bag of tricks that I've got um that I've learned you know from my own boys um you know on how to engage children and and it's sparking their imagination the moment you do that then they are putty in your hand. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love and what it. is the most unusual location that you've shot a family in? 
Oh gosh, that is a very good question. Um, most unusual. I did a family shoot up in London, um, and a family that I was working with uh, wanted to kind of they they really wanted they loved film as a family. It was film was really important to them, and they spent a lot of time together sitting watching films and things. So we came up with a kind of big storyboard of going around London um, because they were they were from the States originally, so they were leaving, so we were capturing it. So we ended up doing one shot, um, which was very, uh, kind of using like a long exposure, so blurring things that moved. Um, but they were stood in the middle of Regent Street on one of the islands with buses going past them. And, you know, I was thought, you know, good on them for, for doing it. But... You know, I love working with families that, you know, want to be creative and aren't scared to be creative um, because I, I find the clients and the families that, that work with me, they love the creative process. You know, right. they love coming right. to see them, you know, to work out who's wearing what. You know, I get pinged a million and one times before a shoot with lots of WhatsApp you know, with everyone lying their outfits on the bed going, which one should we, you know, which one should we wear? And he's right. It, it, it's great. And, you know, I think for me, it was as important to provide people with a, an experience um, sure. and, and yeah, helps them trust me as well. As yeah, well as yeah. we've, you know, got to the shoot. So you're based in Surrey. So how far yeah. will you travel to? Oh, I've got clients. I, I, I've got clients in Paris. I've got really? clients. All right, okay. You know, so um, for me, um, Paris, Edinburgh, um, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, yes. In, You're flexible, like, really. A lot yeah. of my clients are in London. Sure. Um, London and sort of the Surrey area is, is where the majority of my clients are. But, you know, my clients, if they want me to go with them somewhere, then I go. It's, okay. Yeah. Lovely. And now, now tell us a bit about the business photography. Obviously, that's very, very different, I guess. So would you then go to somebody's office or would you take them outdoors? Yeah, I mean, that, again, is, for me, is about, it's about listening um, to who they are, what they want to represent. You know, um, it could be that um, actually they want, they don't want necessarily a corporate look, you know, the white background, power pose, but they do want to come across very professionally, you know, so therefore we might go up to London Bridge and use some of that kind of, you know, iconic um, and very um, uh, urban backgrounds um, because you can communicate a lot more than just this is what I look like in a photograph. And I think that's really important for me. So um, sometimes, you know, I go into the office um, and take, you know, the white background shots that they've got that. Um, but we'll also, you know, come up with some very casual uh, yet professional um, shots for companies to use. And how do you get people to relax in front of the camera? I'll just talk to them. <laughs> just, right. just talk to people and tell them how amazing they are. I mean, I'm, I don't want that to sound in any way, like, weird. I just literally, people amaze me. Because I know what it's like being, particularly when I'm working, well, when I'm working with business owners who actually tend to be mums as well and dads. So, you know, I, I have admiration for them. I really do. And I they inspire me as a business owner, um, yeah, to kind of keep going. Because it's not, you know, being a business owner is not an easy. Mm, <laughs> it's not, you know, not for the faint-hearted. But when I see how much hard work you know, heartache and, you know, but also joy that it brings, running a business brings, then we just chat. 
and you know invariably i love business so invariably we end up talking about you know okay so what's you know what's your forecast what's the vision what's this what's that and if i can impart any of my business you know knowledge or acumen then i'll do that as well but you know as it's just very very relaxed very relaxed okay and how do you kind of price um your work or are there packages available yeah there's a rate i mean i i've got business um business brand packages that sort of start from like headshots which can be just very simple kind of you know a couple of headshots if you need some social profiles and then i have kind of a starter in the middle and a, a larger package which really range from from a social sorry from business perspective and really about do you want to social content for the next three months you know you go for your top package if you just want some content to refresh your website images then you know hopefully there are ranges of packages to suit everybody um when it comes to my family photography i have um, a session fee which covers my time before the shoot on the shoot um i with (laughs) i'm like attention to detail for me is huge um so i do actually select the very best images from all sessions i do and retouch everything before the client you know clients or family see them because people want to see the very best versions of themselves right absolutely Um, and how many images do they end up with sorry how many images do they end up with it it really depends um it depends how long i'm with families but for me there are lots, so many different photographers out there operating in so many different ways. And some photographers are like, yep, here are the digitals, digitals off you go. I think for me, my passion is, is print, is framing, is, you know, actually being able to enjoy, you know, it's not a small investment photography. It's not, you know, it's like if you went to a builder and said, I you know, want something beautiful built, well, then you're going to you know, pay for it because it's going to be there a long time. There's going to be costs involved and all that sort of stuff. But for me, you know, I'd rather clients go away with, you know, a few printed images that they actually have out on the wall or, you know, on their side that they will enjoy every day versus here are all the images which... I would suggest, and also having talked to a lot of my clients um, and their experiences from working with other photographers, is that their digitals are still in the drawer. Right. So, you know, for me, it's it really varies, but I'm, you know, I've been creating lots of wall galleries for clients at the moment, which is fantastic and just brings me so much joy because it's beautifully framed it's beautifully printed um and it's on the wall and they're yes. enjoying it and it's yeah, built for their it. home yeah it's built for their home so it, it just looks beautiful which i love i love beautiful things <laughs> that sounds wonderful well thank you so much joe for coming and telling us all about this now would you like to give us your website details so that people can get more information absolutely um and yeah firstly thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure um i can be found um at www.joerobbinsphotography.co.uk and then i'm on instagram as well instagram and facebook at joe robbins photography okay well thank you so much joe for coming on the program thanks ever so much for having me jackie much appreciated that was joe robbins photographer after the break, Ivana O'Brien will be talking to Serena Novelli, a sex, love and relationship coach. 
You're listening to Just Women on Brooklyn's Radio. Whether your ambition is to run a marathon or walk to the shops, West Chiropractic can enable you to get back to living an independent, mobile and pain-free life. Our team of multi-skilled professionals offer a full range of chiropractic services addressing back pain, slip discs, headaches and migraines and much more. Following your initial consultation, we will propose a personalised treatment plan that will help you to achieve your goals, no matter how big or small. So why don't you check out our website or call us to book a visit to one of our world-class clinics in West Byfleet or Adelston. West Chiropractic. We've got your back. Are you looking to keep fit in a relaxed and fun way? Then now's the time to join LCA Fitness and Dance. Based in West Byfleet, classes include musical theatre, a beginner's ballet class and Latin and ballroom, where you can attend on your own or with a partner. Exercise classes feature body conditioning, gentle exercise and a seated class. Improve your coordination, memory, balance, strength and posture. Also available are private lessons, birthday parties for all ages and wedding dances to make your day extra special. To find out more, call Leslie on 07860610040. Fitness, fun and friendship at LCA Fitness and Dance. Hello, my name's Sarah Chaplin and every Thursday night I host a show called Jazz London Live at 10 o'clock until midnight and each week I play a selection of jazz, funk, fusion and Latin. I feature an interview in the first hour of the show with somebody on the British jazz scene, a gig guide rounding up the gigs in the week to come and in the second hour of the show there's Album of the Week in which I play three tracks from a brand new album that's just come out and also a long track in the second hour of the show to help you wind down uh, to bedtime on a Thursday evening. Uh, It gets a bit more mellow towards the end of the show. So if you love jazz, you're going to love this show, Jazz London Live on Brooklyn's Radio. If you're not sure whether you like jazz, give it a try. You might find there's some tracks in there that you really love. This is Just Women, every Tuesday at one o'clock on Brooklyn's Radio. Welcome back to Just Women with me, Jackie Mitchell. In the next part of the programme, Ivana O'Brien will be talking to Serena Novelli, a sex, love and relationship coach. Hi, Serena. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for finding the time to come and speak to us. It's always nice for listeners to know a little bit about the background of the guest. So can you tell us about that? Of course, yes. So um, I was brought up in, in Surrey and um, from around 25, I worked with children Um, I worked in a preschool and then I went off on my own and became a full-time childminder. So I spent a lot of time working with children over the years, got five of my own, love love children, love empowering them, watching them growing. Um, And then at the end of um, November 2018, my husband was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. And so because I was working at home with children, I had to kind of um, say goodbye to that career for a while. We didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, we couldn't have children in the home while he was poorly. Um, it wasn't fair on either the children or himself. Um, and then I had to kind of like throw myself into something different because I needed to keep myself focused. I couldn't, I, I couldn't be without a job um, and I couldn't just sit there and watch my husband go through all of the treatments that he was going through. Um, and so Love Thy Body Project was launched um, and I started to 
work with women on empowering them um, through what had happened to me in my past um, as a young teen. I suffered severely with body dysmorphia and I also suffered with um, anxiety where there were points where I couldn't even leave the house because I'd worked myself up so much. And so I had started to work on myself just prior to my husband getting poorly. That kind of gave me that kick to really start to do all of this inner work, start to really work on myself. Um, And I was seeing such benefits even through the darkest of times. Um, And so I wanted to be able to share that with other women. I wanted for other women to see that if I could go through what we were going through at home, all of the changes and come out the other side, um, feeling empowered, feeling confident, feeling like I was actually really loving life, even though we were going through such hard times. Um, Then they had that, that kind of take that hand and come with me on this journey. So Love Their Body Project was born from there. So what was it that, where did the, the idea for the name come from? Were you out walking the dog, in nature, were you having a shower and suddenly you thought, oh, I'm going to call it that? Because it's quite an unusual thing to call it. It's a great name, but where did it come from? I, do you know, it, it just popped, it just popped into my head. So I work, Love Their Body Project is my like brainchild and I work with two other women um, on this project and they've been there from the very beginning. So I was running ideas past them, at the, um, what do you think of this idea? Um, and we were going backwards and forwards with the name and it, like just it was very similar, just little tweaks um, each time. And then it just came and I think it just stuck with me. I just really, really loved it. Um, and yeah, we just shorten it with the initials um, for anybody that's in our community. They'll know what that means. If we do the initials, they know what we're talking about. And um, yeah, I just think it's it's showing women that they can love who they are. And and, you know, it's not about really loving your body. We, we all as women, we all I've had five children. So I've got stretch marks. I've got, um, you know, that flabby bit of tummy that hangs low. Never going to go away. Never going to go away. And it's about learning to love that part of you. Love those parts of you for what it is, because truly to self love yourself, it has to come internally. It's not the exterior that we need to be changing. Sometimes that gives us a bit of a boost. But if we're not doing the inner work, then we're going to start to suffer with our body issues again and again. So Love Thy Body Project came along about love, learning to love the pieces without having to change them as such. Sure. It's a great way to sort of sum that up, really. So for you, you mentioned about doing the inner work. So what was that that you did for yourself first before you started to realise you could offer this to other people? So um, I initially started doing um, work on myself back when I was in my mid-20s my daughter was about three years old and um, I caught her mimicking me in the mirror and using words that weren't that I didn't like to hear my child saying Um, and I realized there and then that I needed to start changing my own mindset so I started doing little bits of work just picking up books reading just learning um, as I went along but nothing really changed for me because I would slip back into old habits um, quite easily. I, I did things like went to diet clubs to try and lose weight. And it, it was really, when I look back, I was probably a, a size 10 to 12 at the time. And so I shouldn't have been going to these places anyway. Um, 
but people weren't giving me that advice they weren't you know they were just trying to support me and my daughter I didn't want her going through that same kind of road I didn't want her feeling bad about her own body and so I knew I needed to change and then um, when my husband got poorly I started to do lots of um, mindset work so I the self-development books that I had I used a book called The Magic I don't know if you know that book it's by Rhonda Bryan and um, it's all about gratitude and learning to be grateful for even the smallest things and there's a 28 day challenge in that book I started to do that I started to realize that there was a huge huge difference and then I started to really delve in deep and I was sharing the stuff that I was learning online um, and I could see the difference in other people that were coming along on that journey with me. After that, I started to do, I, I took my own courses so that I could become certified. I started off being certified as just a life coach um, so that I could support women in the best way. And over the past 18 months, I have been working on the sex, love and relationship side of um, the coaching, doing a really in-depth like taking up all of my time all of my spare time like 40 hours a week nearly um on this but it's a very somatic spiritual um healing process so it's all that inner work really working on how you know how your body feels your nervous system your your primal brain your your cortex and everything and just knowing how this connects to your nervous system and those inner beliefs that you have so yeah, it's been a huge journey um, and I'm absolutely loving it. Sounds like you can see you're passionate about it. I can tell that in your voice. It's amazing. I know. I was trying to not breathe. I was trying to breathe and I was getting too excited. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. So tell us about what you can offer. Because obviously, as you said, there's not just you. There's a few of you. There's, is it two or three of you now that run it together? There's, there's Yeah, there's three, three of us. So there's yeah. myself um, and I'm based in Surrey. And then I have Laura Bland, who works with me. She's based in Leicester and Anna Bonacera, who's based in Oxford. And so when we started Love Thy Body Project, our main um, mission was to go across the UK and do workshops, just like, you know, in-person workshops, a day, a day thing where we could spend four or five hours with women and really help and build up their confidence. Um, our first workshop was due to run on the 28th of March, 2020. So the workshops never happened. They just, you know, they didn't happen because COVID hit and we needed to find a way where we could reach our audience. We wanted to be able to reach as many women as possible. We had all collaborated in um, a book before, myself and Laura together, and I had done a, a different book, but for the same um, people. And that's how we all came together and, and come to know each other. And... Um, we decided, well, I decided, they weren't too happy with me at the time, but they are now. <laughs> we had talked about books and we had talked about whether we would do them with our community. And we had decided that we were going to do it maybe later down the line, like maybe like around about now, next year. Um, and I was sitting there thinking, we're not doing anything. We're not, we're not getting out to people. We were doing little bits in, in, on Facebook in the communities, but we weren't reaching a wider audience. Yeah. Um, and somebody, somebody had a conversation with me and she said, whose business is it? And I said, well, it's my business. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm the registered owner of the business, but we work as a team. And she said, yeah, but sometimes the business owner needs to take the initiative. And I just, I don't know what happened, but I just decided to put it out there to the universe. I was like, 
who would like to be in a book? If we were to do and like we had we were inundated with women saying, I would love to share my story. Um, they were they were inboxing me going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> but we brought out our first book. So that was in like the September time of last year. Our first book um, launched on Amazon in November. It went straight to number one in six categories in multiple countries. Um, well, what's it called? We what, had, before we forget, what's it called, Serena? That book. It's called Love. It's called Love Thy Body: Real Life Stories, Volume One. Okay. Um, we then we we had had so many women want to take part in this book. We started on book two right away, and then that launched in February of this year went straight to number one again and we are in the process right now of finalizing the last book in the series um volume three um so we have around 60 65 authors throughout all three books um and some of those women have gone on to launch their own businesses some of those women have gone on to launch um, self-love businesses and body confidence businesses like what we do and um, they're reaching you know that wider audience so the word's being spread even further um, and some of them just use that journey as a healing process for their own traumas and a cathartic way to be able to process what they had gone through themselves oh. but each and every one of those women are touching the hearts of somebody else as they pick up that book and they read and to know that we've done that um from like that that first instance of where they weren't sure whether we should do it and it was like oh no let's wait um we had the capabilities and we pulled it off and yeah fingers crossed the next book when it launches will hit number one as well that's amazing I mean as you said about the universe it's obviously synchronicity and work at work there isn't it to make that happen before we because yeah. I'm conscious of time because it's running out so quickly but before we talk about some of the the stories that women wanted to tell you in their books what do you think has been some of the biggest challenges that women are having at the moment? What, what, what are they coming to you telling you that they, they need support with? During this time right now, it's just about, um, you know, feeling, I think lockdown has brought a lot of people, um, a lot of self-doubt in themselves, um, a lot of um, worry and concerns about whether they're doing the right things, um, which then leads to a low self-esteem. So I think lots of them are, there's a lot of mental health issues around their own, worth their own self-worth um and a lot of the time that can be linked to body image um so we then will work with them on how we build up that self-worth and we love who we are in that moment as we are accepting the pieces of ourselves that we don't fully love but also finding the pieces of ourselves we can love right now in that moment so self-worth has been um, a really big a really big issue over the last um 18 months or so yeah I mean something you touch on on your website and I totally endorse what you're saying is that it doesn't matter what other people say about you in terms of you look wonderful you look this if your inherent belief is that you don't feel that then unless that belief changes nothing's going to change so it's working on that deep belief system isn't it yeah absolutely yes we're, we're hitting that um we're going deep in the unconscious um and we're making that conscious so that we can change the neuro um, your neuro networks and your pathways um so that they are like firing on a different cylinder um it's a little bit like if you know you can't ride a bicycle you, and you don't know how to ride it and it takes a lot of practice to get there doesn't it and to learn to, and then you become it's a natural instinct you just yeah. you can just get on a bike years after you haven't ridden one and you can go off wherever 
if you have the right tools and you're using the right um, practices for you, because not all practices will work for everybody, then you've always got that toolbox of, of things, of goodies to drop into. Because one of the things I will say is you may love yourself one day, the next day you might not, something might go wrong. And that's okay because we can't fully love ourselves unconditionally 24 seven, you know, 365 days a year. There's always going to be times where things go wrong, where we have those dips, but knowing that you've got the tools, knowing your triggers and knowing what can pull you back up into that positive mindset is what is the powerful part of that. Sure. And um, again, because I'm conscious of time, I know you must have loads of these, but tell us a, a success story, Serena. A success story for, from, from what I've done with people. So yes, I've, I've worked with quite a few women um, recently um, on their, on their self-worth. And um, I had one lady leave me uh, a quote or she kind of, she kind of messaged me and she said to me, you are something else. You are powerful. You are a shining star and you're exactly what I want in my relationships with others and knowing that I can have that relationship with you gives me the power and the hope to know that I can find that for myself as well and I just thought that was really beautiful for somebody to say because she's then seen that she's worthy of this love she's worthy of this respect and she can go out there and she can find that in her own life that's incredible that's a really incredible thing to say actually and because I'm conscious of time, I keep saying this, but I am, I'm really quickly running out of time. If you could talk to a younger you, Serena, mm-hmm. what, would you, what would you say to her? Um, just to go for your dreams and not to hold back because everybody's got their own issues. Nobody's actually focusing on you. Um, it's, all in your, it's all in your mind that other people are watching and, worry, and talking about you because that's what, as a, ch- a young child, that's all I ever thought was they're looking at me, they're watching what I'm doing nobody's interested in what I'm doing whatsoever because they're all too busy worrying about their own lives so I would have absolutely told my younger self that brilliant thank you so much unfortunately we have run out of time if listeners would like to find out more how can they do that Serena um they can find us over on Facebook at love thy body project um or they can find me on Instagram at Serena Novelli Thank you so much. That was Serena Novelli from the lovebybodyproject.com with, I'm sure you'll agree, some really inspiring insights and advice. I'd like to thank all our guests today, Joe Coughlin from Arbrook Candles, Joe Robbins, photographer, and Serena Novelli, a sex, love and relationship coach. And thank you to our producer, Graham Laycock. We're always keen to hear about local women with interesting lives. So if you know of anyone you think should be on our show, please email justwomenshow at brooklandsradio.co.uk with their contact details and we'll get in touch with them. You can see details of our previous and future guests on our website, which is brooklandsradio.co.uk forward slash justwomen. And you can also find us on Facebook under Just Women at Brooklands Radio. Do follow us on Twitter at Brooklands Radio. This show will be repeated at 8 o'clock in the evening on Thursday And the next edition of Just Women will be next Tuesday at one o'clock, so do listen in. So it's goodbye from me, Jackie Mitchell. This is Just Women, every Tuesday at one o'clock on Brooklyn's radio.